listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, mini episode number four. It's me, Kayla Lords, back again, trying to see if we can actually keep these under 20 minutes. We shall find out. This week, we're talking about something we get asked about all the time in emails and DMs, and that is uh, some non-sexual things that you can do in your long-distance relationship. We also get asked about sexual things. Um, I believe we've covered that a couple times, but, but the non-sexual things people want to know, but what can I do that's DSE that's not orgasm control? Hopefully this episode will help you out. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS in the number one, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM. All links are in the show notes. A big thank you to this week's sponsor, The Stockroom, a one-stop shop for your bondage gear, kinky toys, and sex toys. And yes, in the current state of the world, they are, as far as I uh, know, are still shipping if you order online. So they carry major brands um, of sex toy companies. One of the ones they carry that we love is Electrostem. I need to place an order for some Electrostem stuff. Um, but they also carry leather or non-leather kinky gear like harnesses and cuffs and collars and all kinds of stuff. Um, you can find them at thestockroom.com. And if you decide to shop, use a code LOVINGBDSM to save 15% off when you shop. Okay, so let's get into this. Um, so here's the thing, and this is one of the things I hate about making lists like this. Um, I can never list everything. I can never possibly list every possibility that the uh, human imagination can come up with. But if you are just truly stuck and you're like, yeah, but if you just get me started, I can take it from there. Hopefully this list will, will do it for you. Okay. So, um, we talk a lot in our longer episodes and our videos, like wherever you can actually like hear, see, or read us. We talk a lot about how DS isn't complete all sexual. It doesn't have to be all sexual. Sometimes you'd like it to be sexual, but you just don't have the opportunity, the means, the time, and what else do you do? Well, haha, here you go. Here are things that have nothing to do with sex. So the first one, and this is I think nearly all of these are things that John Brownstone and I did in the 18 months we were uh, in a long distance relationship. The first one is to send good morning or good night messages. Part of making a long distance DS relationship work is creating routines and sticking to them. Things that you can each count on, things that you're looking forward to. Um, in the morning, I always woke up, if I didn't wake up to John Brownstone's voice actually calling me, I always woke up to a good morning message. I tended to go to bed later than him uh, if we did not talk on the phone until I fell asleep. Uh, and so I would send the good night message or if he went to bed earlier, he would say good night to me. It was something to look forward to. It is something in a power exchange you can assign to a submissive. Okay, I expect you to send me a good morning message when you wake up. I expect you to tell me good night when you go to bed so I know you're going to bed. 
on the flip side of that as a dominant, you can do that for your submissive um, as a good morning, here's your first task of the day or good morning, here's the sexy thing I want you to do. But it's part of creating the routine that just doesn't have to have anything to do with sex. The next thing, and we did this for a while, um, as a submissive, I had a mantra that I had to say to myself every day. I had to look in the mirror and say it to myself. Um, thank God I typed this out because I would not remember it all these years later, but it was something that um, helped with my self-esteem. That's why I did it. Um, I, I had to look at myself and I felt really silly, but I had to say, I am beautiful. I am loved. I am worthy of love. And it... If you are the type of person who can accept the idea that a mantra could be a thing you would do, and that's a conversation to have in and of itself, um, you, I know from my experience, the longer I said it, even though I still felt kind of silly saying it, the more I sort of internalized that message. I don't think I'm a great beauty, but I know for a fact I'm worthy of love. Did saying that to myself every day for months on end cause that feeling? Not on its own, but it also helped a little bit. Um, so in order to set a mantra, if a dominant is going to give that task to a submissive, it needs to be unique to the submissive. It needs to be something that the submissive is willing to do or say. I mean, you know, consent is, has to be present regardless of what we're doing, even in the non-sexual things. Um, and it needs to be something that's meant to help with whatever that submissive is working on or wants to work on or is going through. So um, that was one that when I did it, I knew it was meant to help me and to build my self-esteem, but also it put me in a very submissive headspace because I was only doing it because John Brownstone asked me to. Uh, we have talked about this many, many times um, and we still kind of carry this over and that is choose some element of a partner's clothes. Now I can see this working on both sides of the slash. If you really like your submissive's taste in putting clothes together and you as a dominant are freaking hopeless, you can assign them the task that um, each day you expect a text message to let you know what they think you should wear based on what they know that you have. Of course, it works in the other way. Uh, as a dominant, you can, assuming your submissive agrees to it, tell them what you want them to wear. Now, this is one of those things that requires time and set up and storage. And when I mean storage, I mean photo storage. So we do this with my panties. Even today, I do not wear them very often, but when I do, John Brownstone picks them out. That's how we roll. And But what we did long distance was my first task was I had to take a picture of every pair of underwear I owned. Then I had to upload it. We did Dropbox, upload it into a Dropbox folder that we both had access to. Once I had done that, um, then every morning, part of my good morning message was a picture of what he wanted me to wear. Um, and then we did that in reverse. Once I put them on, I sent him a picture of me wearing them. Um, that is, if you're going to go with that, just know you need to have some kind of system set up to make that easy. And you have to do a little bit of work uh, ahead of time to make that work. But you can do that with help me pick my tie, help me pick my shoes, help. And that's if you if you are the dominant, you want your submissive to tell you what to, to pick it out for you. That's a task for them. Or if you are the dominant and you're going to tell your submissive what to wear. Again, you have to talk about these things and you have to agree and you have to consent and all of that. But it works both ways. You just have to do a little bit of prep work. Um, this one is very common. I um, we tried this. It didn't work for us long term, but a lot of people do this. And this is health and fitness. So 
in long distance relationships, especially if the submissive is trying really hard to get fit, tone up, lose weight, break some unhealthy, you know, eating habits, whatever, that is absolutely something that can be incorporated. The way we did it was if I wanted a dessert, I had to ask for it. If I wanted a treat with my lunch out, I had to ask in advance. It requires pre-planning and it requires uh, flexibility on everybody's part because you and a lot of communication because I could not ask five minutes before I went out to lunch with my coworker friends if I could have the treat if I didn't know he was right there by his phone or if I did ask and he didn't see that message until after the lunch was over I had to go without because I hadn't been given an answer and you have to be willing to agree to whatever that level is for you if you're going to do that. Other things would be to take pictures at the gym to show that you were there, to talk through what workout you're going to do. Again, from a dominant perspective, you could say to your submissive who's really good at that, give me some ideas of what I should do today. That's a task. They are helping you. They are serving you in some manner. As long as it fits in with y'all's individual personalities and your relationship, you asking them to do something on your behalf is absolutely a dominant thing to do. Um, another one is about going to bed, asking to go to bed, um, asking to stay up late, um, setting bedtimes. Um, again, that doesn't work for everybody. We did it because I tended to stay up very, very, very late. Uh, I would still do that now if left to my own devices. And so it was John Brownstone exerting control. It was also him getting me to do something healthier for me because I Sure, I could stay up till midnight, but I still had to get up at five o'clock in the morning and that was not enough sleep for me. Um, and we did this even when our schedules didn't match. We only had a one hour time difference. Some of you have eight and 10 and 12 hour time differences, um, but it's about setting up the routine and creating the system for communication so you can get those messages back and forth to each other about, okay, it's bedtime now. Okay, you know, can I stay up late tonight? And again, if you're gonna make one of your tasks and ask for permission thing. You as the submissive who are asking for those things, you have to do some pre-planning. You have to understand your partner's schedule. You have to be willing to not do the thing you asked for because you didn't give them enough time to see the message and respond. Um, and sometimes that means there's some disappointment there because you asked for a thing too late and you didn't get an answer. And so, oops, you're not staying up late. But that can be a thing. Um, we did not do this very often, but we did watch videos together. Um, but you can read a bedtime story together or you can watch that last YouTube video of the night together. Um, the way we actually tend to do it now that we're not long distance, um, the youngest, the 10 year old still likes me to read to him at night before he goes to bed. Uh, we read a chapter a night of whatever book we're working on. And John Brownstone listens in because he likes to hear the story and he likes to hear me read. So it doesn't matter which side of the slash you are. If one of you really enjoys the sound of the other's voice and it's very soothing, that can be the person who's doing the reading maybe over the phone or on Skype or Zoom or whatever you're using. Um, if you have a caregiver little dynamic, that can be really good to do. Um, if that soothes a little, and helps them kind of settle down and go to sleep. Um, but again, it can also be a task that you assign a submissive who's got a great voice and you just want to hear them talk and you want them to read a chapter or an essay or a story. It could be sexy or not. It could be a fairy tale. It can be anything. It doesn't matter. But the bedtime story of slowing down and winding yourself down to go to sleep is something you can do together. We Another one, number seven. Uh, re, was it number seven? Yes. 
research kinks together. Um, John Brownston always liked to assign me these things. One, he knew I was happy to do research. And two, he knew I would write up a report as if I was at school because I have never changed in I'm 40 now. Yeah. And all the years I've been at school, I do research. I'll write a report. That's what we do, right? Homework. But we would sometimes research kinks together. Again, we would be looking at the same website at the same time, or we would both go off on our own directions on a kink we wanted to research and come back. The next time we talked, we would share what we had found. Um, sometimes he would assign me a kink, go learn about this toy, go learn about this type of thing, and then write something up to show what you learned, and then we'll talk about it. Um, he knew I liked assignments like that. He knew he had more kink knowledge on certain things than I did, and this was a way to help me learn what I didn't know. Um, submissives should always be learning just as much as dominance should. It is not a weakness to say you don't know about something. So, and, and it's something that you can do both together at the same time and on your own time, especially when schedules don't always line up. The last one, and we still kind of do this, but it's obviously easier because we live together, but that's to set reminders for each other. Um, so if I knew he had an appointment, I would the day of that appointment go, hey, don't forget you have this appointment today. He go, oh, thanks. Yeah, I knew, but you know, I could use that reminder or the same thing in reverse, he'd go, don't you have blah, blah appointment? Or he was really good at this. Shouldn't you be making that dentist appointment? And so we would remind each other of things that the we knew the other needed to do. Now, how did we know to do that? Because we were talking about our daily lives all the time. If you do not have that kind of long distance relationship yet, or that's just not your thing, then this one won't work. But if you do or you want to, you can be really informal with it. We often were. Um, but sometimes you can be really formal with it and actually make the appointment for the other person. Call the vet for their dog because they're busy. Hi, I'm calling on behalf of, uh, I need to make an appointment for, you know, blah -de blah pet name. Um, they need their bath. They need their shots, right? Um, I have um, offered, I actually did, this is after we were long distance, we were living together. I did call the dentist for him. We were not married. I did not have any like legal authority to be making doctor's appointments, but he couldn't talk really well and his mouth hurt. And so I made the appointment. Um, so it depends on your closeness. It depends on the types of appointments. It might be call and make this dinner reservation for me. And that's a task you can do. Um, if you've never called on behalf of somebody else, you can literally, literally just say, oh, I'm their assistant. I'm calling on behalf of. And if they're like, yeah, but who the fuck are you? I'm their assistant. They don't need to know. Okay. You don't have to go into a long explanation about how you're their submissive and you're doing this task and you just really want to help them out. Da, da, da. Calling on behalf of, they need this done done and then you send them the information and you've done a task that has nothing to do with sex everything to do with serving and submitting and helping your dominant partner okay so that was a lot did not come in under the 15 minute mark but it's fine it's fine uh, we have a lot of stuff we've talked about on long distance relationships um in our archive. I will link to all of that in the show notes. If you want to do a deeper dive, I do have some plans to create some more information on long distance relationships. I know in the current state, if you're listening to this, as this episode comes out, some people who didn't mean to be in long distance relationships now are because of social distancing and quarantining. And then other people will meet people across the world and will navigate these things. So um, everything we do have, including the original blog post where 
this week's episode comes from will be linked in the show notes page. Um, and like I said, I do have plans for other things to create an offer that are specific to long distance. It just takes time. So, um, definitely check out what we do have if you want to know more. Um, and that's, uh, it for me this week on the mini-sode. Thanks to this week's sponsor, The Stockroom. Uh, if you've got some cash to spend and you want some new toys or gear, check them out at thestockroom.com or link in the show notes. And when you shop, just use code LOVINGBDSM to save 15%. Thanks, y'all. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.